Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by the $100 man, Mark Paul Gosler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. Yeah, $100. Yeah. yeah, more than Slater, that's all I care about. Well, only because of fear and intimidation. I mean, I think there may have been a Doesn't bit matter. more. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, Winners and win. I, You're right. I, th- th- this, this episode makes me very happy because uh, th- this episode is called The Date Auction. Um, and you're going to give your synopsis, but, uh, I just want to say that I'm very pleased with this episode because the, the, the audience, our, our audience that attended this show seemed very much into me. And, uh, every time I graced the screen, they, they, they just, uh, threw cheers of, of, you know, adulation and love my way. And God, it felt so good. Look, as long as you're feeling good uh, 30 years after the fact, because several people in a, in a cold Burbank audience cheered, so you might let them leave soon. Uh, that's yeah. good for me. That, you know, that makes yeah, me happy. No, but you, you don't understand, Dashiell. This was a thing. I, I, I remember this. If I remember anything, I do remember this, that this was like a competition between Mario and myself. You know, it was like if, if certain audiences were, were more pro- Slater and certain audiences were more pro Zach, and this this was obviously an audience that that was in my favor, and uh, this thirty years ago would have uh, made me feel really good about myself, which is sad. But uh, hey, look, know, there's nothing not sad as about- sad, not as sad as what you know happens during this episode. Um, but we'll get to that. We're, we'll we're going to have but, some. But wait, gonna- on that thought though, Mark Paul, you're someone though who I think has matured since then. You've because you've stepped away from social media, you have, and social media yeah. is an opportunity for every day an audience to make you feel good about yourself. So I think there's some like personal growth. We don't have to shy away from it, and you should, you know, embrace that. Yeah, but social media. The the problem with social media is what, what is that saying? I don't know if you've if I'm making this up or not, or I'm certainly gonna hack um, the hell out of it. But something like you don't listen to the the praises but mm. it just takes one negative like it takes a hundred yeah, praises for no, you yeah. to understand like to to accept it or to hear it but it only takes one negative and that to me is how social is right That's so a hundred people can say like oh great job uh i really appreciated you on on this thing that you did and it's that one person that says you suck and that's the one person that i remember and it's, it's the 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 comment that'll just you know as it, it for instance um you know, you just wrote a a, 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 a show. Uh, you wrote a, a script, an episode. Yes. Well, Co-wrote. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm searching for words here. You got it. Um, Sounded out <laughs> on, on the new on the new Say by the Bell. Yeah. And uh, I was fortunate enough to direct it. And it's funny, like I had some really great scenes, and I had some really great shots, and I worked really well with the crew and the cast and all that. But what haunts me at night is like one bad shot, one bad interaction with someone. And, but that's, I think that's human nature, right? To, 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 to dwell on the negative. Um, so yeah, when, whenever we got a, you know, an audience, uh, that, that was in my favor, um, it probably didn't, it, it, it was more like a competition thing, like between Mario and I, like, ah, this is my, this is my audience. Um, but, it, <laughs> but, it, but I don't remember that as much as like when I wouldn't get a, when I wouldn't get a reaction, right. when I wouldn't get a cheer. Um, 
Yeah. So anyway, we just went down a freaking where 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 a are teeny, we? Just tiny, f- that was that was the tiniest rabbit hole. We've we've gone through so many deeper, darker rabbit holes. That was a tiny one. Let's just do the synopsis because do it because listener Mark Ball and I did spend all week together on the episode he directed that I co-wrote, and we're a little exhausted. We're a little punch drunk, as it were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know what? The show, Mark Paul, what must it do? Must go on. Here's that synopsis. They've been writing in letters about the cheerleading squad needs six hundred dollars for new uniforms. Kelly proposes a date auction where girls bid on guys. Jesse protests and tells Slater she won't bid on him, then intimidates other girls not to bid. Lisa has a crush on Brian, a stuck-up pseudo-intellectual student, and wins him in the auction. Nobody bids on Slater out of fear, so Kelly buys him. In retaliation, Jesse hastily buys the next guy up, Screech. Wendy, a heavyset girl who, like Zach, buys him in a bidding war for $100. Zach proceeds to blow Wendy off until she realizes why— and dumps him before the dance. Meanwhile, Brian tries dismissing Lisa until she changes her personality entirely to match his. Screech is hounding Jesse. At the dance, Slater and Jesse make up. Lisa dumps Brian when he tells her to get new friends. Anzac stumbles a bit, but ultimately makes up with Wendy just in time for the last dance. The end. And we're in Act 1, Mark Paul. Just like that. You know, Mark Paul, it might not surprise you. This is one of the episodes that made it to the Zach Morris's trash roster. <laughs> no surprises there. Uh yeah. I just I just watched this about an hour ago and uh yeah. It's uh there's some good stuff here for your uh, your uh, YouTube uh show there. Your YouTube your your uh, Zach Morris is trash when when we talk about that. I know that people can watch it on YouTube, but originally where did that air? Like Funny or Die, Funny or Die's channel on YouTube? Is that yep. what how how it worked? It was initially, I think, only posted on, I want to say it only went up on Twitter as like a toe in the water. And then the next day it went all social. So Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, every single place Funny or Die could put a video it went. And it even was on Amazon Prime for a while. It might still be there. I'm not sure. Um, But you could watch it on Prime Video for a while because Funny or Die has a partnership with them. Do you make any money off of it? No, I was a salaried employee. And so... That's how that works. There's no residuals. There's no. I was not in the WGA at the time, um, and yeah, it was Whoa. a. And then and then I left Funny or Die to go write for television, and I would work on Zach Morris's trash and other projects. Like I, I would I would do freelance work, but no, it was a, it was contract work. Okay, so this is our 49th podcast. How many how many episodes of Zach Morris's trash did you do? Wow, history is folding in on itself. I know I know the number. It was 50. It was five seasons of 10. So we're almost eclipsing the total number of Zach Morris's trash episodes. And in a very weird uh, twist of history, listener, I used the same gear. I used the same microphone, the same Zoom recorder, um, the same exact stuff to make that as to make this. But who edited, like, you know, you would show clips, obviously. Yeah. So who, who did all that? First 10 episodes, uh, I worked with a couple editors. One was named Kia. He was the first editor on the first video, so I truly owe Kia a great debt. Um, But after sitting with editors for 10 episodes, I began editing them myself because I knew what I wanted and I knew how I wanted it to feel and my voice. I knew the rhythms of it, so I I edited 40 episodes by myself. Wow. Yeah. And did you make money? I mean, did you make... (laughs) I mean, like when you talk about the, you're, you're a salary writer, but you created this. It's it's so odd to me. Like you created this thing. I did okay. There's t-shirts calls. out there. I'm, t- I'm talking. You did to okay. You. I did. I did okay. 
<laughs> you did okay, it, it, but it worked I, out, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, but you didn't you didn't make as much as you're making as a write. Like you 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 can make more money writing or co-writing, as you keep saying, uh, an, an episode of Say by the Bell. Yes, listeners, you can make more money as a WGA writer for television than working for any internet uh, publication, I imagine. Uh, and you know what? It's it's different because when you're working at a company, uh, be it Funny or Die or somewhere else, you have a steady gig and steady insurance and steady. You know, if you're a full time employee. Um, writing for TV is a little different. You you get lucky to get on a season and you hope you get another. I mean, you're you know no stranger to the game. Um, so there's a little bit of instability, but you you can make certainly more money um, as a TV writer. That's correct. And here's a question I'm sure our audience is dying to ask you. But dying. Have you... <laughs> dying to ask you. They're, they're but in ha- hospital beds to know this. <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you or are you currently or you know in the future writing something other than uh a, a project that's attached to say by the bell yeah no the, believe the, me, the I'm, universe I'm, is say by the bell i'm trying to milk this this cow for all it's worth obviously clearly that's what's <laughs> going on i mean the, the cow is the cow is dying um but yeah I'm, I'm working on other things and uh you know you don't want to jinx it in the world of the writer to speak it out loud but yeah i'm I know. I also found out this week you don't believe in jinxes. <laughs> That's something no, I found out from you. Um, I don't. I don't but, believe in jinxes or ghosts or things like that. No. Okay. I mean, I don't believe in ghosts, but um, no, I. You believe I'm, in the afterlife? Mm, no, nah, not not like like heaven, like a place like I'm like we're both gonna die and meet up there for well, a beer and bowling. Well, yeah. I mean, I, that that would be an afterlife, I guess. I mean, you know, afterlife. I mean, do you believe that you, something happens to you after you die, or do you just turn into, uh, you know, ashes <laughs> now, or or food for worms? Now we're down a rabbit hole. Uh, I believe in like the uh, the energy goes on kind of thing. I believe energy just goes to other energy, and it's a little more heady and spiritual than just like we're all ghosts at a ghost party upstairs. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. How's mm. that? Is that a good answer? Mm. And we're in Act answer. One, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, this is what happens when Mark Paul and I spend every day together for twelve hours, five days in a row, and then take a brief break and do a podcast. Enjoy yeah, it. Here we go. Um, I'm, su- I'm surprised you and I both still have our voices. I it was it was crazy. I, I I didn't even want to begin to talk about the episode, but you did bring it up. You did such a good job, Mark Paul, and I'm not proud is maybe the wrong word, but I'm very impressed with your skills as, as a director, uh, having seen you on set for five days leading the ship. It was really cool to see. Yeah. Well, thank you. It was uh it was a great script by the way that you co-wrote. I co-wrote. I, yeah. I, I, yes, you co-wrote, but uh you were on set uh Yodoy uh was not. He was he was busy Yodoye. Yodoye, sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I We but we his it, name. There are two people on the front of that script with very strange names. <laughs> yeah. Um but Yodoye was not on set. He had to attend uh some personal matters. Um, so I, I had you on set with me, uh, which is great. I mean, it, it, it was a, it was an awesome script, very ambitious, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of amazing, um, you know, nuances and, and, uh, you know, it's, it, I, I, I assume the, the audience will be very pleased with it. Um, but it was, it was, it was fun. It was like, it was, it was crazy to be on that side of the camera with, my OG cast, uh, directing them to, you know, I I was just, I was just thinking about Don Barnhart and, and watching this episode and I'll point it out. He does some really cool things with the camera, which, you know, this was a four camera, 
uh, operation. It was a, it was a typical sitcom. Um, the new reimagining the reboot as a single camera, uh, uh, operation. Um, but Don does some really cool things. I'll point them out as we're watching this episode. Um, but, but telling like giving my cast, my OG cast notes of how to, how to say certain lines and, and hit certain beats, um, was surreal. And then to work with the new cast, I mean, they're so damn talented. They really are like my, 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 um, I was going to say my son, uh, the, 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 <laughs> my, my, my boy, my, my, uh, I heard you call him my boy on, uh, during one of the takes. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. He just, we've become very close and he's just such a sweet, uh, uh, man. I mean, he's not a boy, uh, but Mitchell, Mitchell Hogue, um, who plays Mac Morris, um, you know, I, I just will always remember that hug that we, that we did at the end of the episode, uh, uh, when, when we finally finished and we just hugged each other and I was like, Oh my God, this is like, this is, he feels like a, like a son of mine. Um, but Dexter, how talented Dexter is and how talented Josie and Alicia and Hiskiri. I mean, Hiskiri, um, yeah, I mean, she, she's, she just pops on screen. I just loved, loved my time on the, on, on the set. And I got that, chills. I got chills. Um, you're saying it. Belmont. I will also give Belmont a shout out. Uh, oh every, God. there was so much like Belmont is yeah. so subtle and so funny and, and just his timing. Um, and when he's on screen with Josie, it's just, it's just magic. I mean, really, really this cast is, is truly phenomenal, which I mean, I, 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 I look, I look at them and I just think, oh my God, like myself, I, I, I did not have that talent, uh, when I was their age. Um, I've worked, it was a a different game and it was a different, it was also also making a different type of show almost like they're both, they're both comedies, but yeah. But, um, I, I just, I, I look at them and I'm just in awe with, with, uh, with what they, what they produce and and um bring to the show um the 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 casting of the the of the new show if you haven't watched it you can watch it on peacock uh we uh, we're currently filming the second season so you're not really missing much just watch the first season by the time you know that the second season will be up um and this does feel like a plug for peacock they're not paying us (laughs) they are paying us not a maybe it is uh, because you know, I, I think you're if you're a fan of this uh, podcast, you're a fan of the uh, OG show. I think you're going to be a fan of the uh, the the new um, uh, the new show, the reboot, the the reimagining, the reimagining. Um, and there's some talented people behind the screen writing this uh, every week, and I I feel like the second season is um, very ambitious and 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 going even further and 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 beyond what we did in the first season. So if you enjoyed the first season, you're going to really enjoy it. I'm biting season. my tongue anyway. to avoid spoilers. But anyways, we're not talking about that show, are we? No, of course not. No. No, no, we're talking about the old show, the classic. Uh, and yeah, we're in Bayside's classroom for the smoothest transition here into Act 1. Um, surprise, surprise, Mark Paul. Bayside kids need $600 again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is it getting clear yet that that the writers kept dipping into this well of the kids need a, an envelope full of $20 bills and time must stop? Um, it's the cheerleading squad. This time, if you're doing the math, it's roughly $1,200 in today's money. So not not nothing, but not everything, you know? Yeah, so they need new cheerleading outfits. 
Um, I think, I think usually how this works is that you just ask your parents like, Hey, uh, could you donate uh, some money to the school? Uh, so that we can get some new cheerleading, uh, outfits or, or new sports equipment or whatever. I mean, isn't this, I mean, this is how it works in my school. Yeah. Um, where my kids go, uh, if they need something, the, the parents chip in, right? Yeah. yeah traditionally. I mean, my, my relationship with it was like, if you want to go on, if you want to do this extra thing, like you need $50 or like you kind of pay to play a little bit, or I'm sure if there's kids who can't afford it, there's like, financial assistance or maybe maybe there'd be a fundraiser for a big thing like we need a new basketball court or like but not new uniforms that's a little cuckoo but you know what hey we got to move the story along speaking of story wendy uh wendy here in the class laughing at zach's jokes she's played by judy carmen uh she wasn't a ton in her time working between 86 and 95 just six parts including a married with children when al and the buddies bring their wives to the Jiggly Room, their strip club. Uh, she sadly passed away in 2015. She was a founder and director of Creation Station Dance, a place that offers dance classes to kids in Southern California, still around. Wendy. And this is Wendy's episode, Mark Paul. As much as you said it's yours and Mario's, uh, the audience also on Wendy's side, and I will get to it, but I appreciated that a lot. Wendy, of course, is uh, on student council. We, we get to finally see the, the fruits of Jesse being president, <laughs> meet the other people in her cabinet, uh, including this dork, as long as I'm introducing people, Brian, uh, played by Patrick J. Dancy. He was also on Married with Children and a five-episode arc on Family Matters as one of Laura's love interests, Brave New World, Living Single, and Mark Paul, a 2002 episode of NYPD Blue with you, in which detectives try to solve, quote, the shooting of a rising rap star and the shooting of a stripper found nailed to a table. Jesus Christ. What kind of TV show were you making, buddy? <laughs> well, we could probably do another podcast uh, of my experience on on uh, NYPD Blue because I don't remember that episode, to be honest with you. I I'm not surprised by that detail. Um, I don't. I I began to watch it to see if you guys shared screen time. I made it like one minute in, and I was like, I don't. Know. I just it, I I got I got to a previously on of NYPD Blue where I was like catching up on all these characters I didn't know, and I was like, I can't. I don't think I can stick mm. around for an hour. I'm tired. So you didn't even like fast forward to see if we shared the screen together? I paused. I paused ambitiously. Oh. Or I paused with oh. intention. And I was like, I'll be back to this. Listener, Okay. I wasn't back to it. Oh. Whoops. Oh. It's a great show, by the way. I'm I mean, sure it, it is. You got you made a million episodes. I'm sure it's fantastic. But you know, I yeah. didn't have it in me on a Saturday. We'd, we'd been working all week, late nights. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I have here in my notes that Zach seemed like especially horny this early in the morning. <laughs> He's like very, uh, very vocal about it. Um, and Kelly's now going to sell Zach's body. So the shoe's on the other foot. He last did this, I think, what, at the beach? He was like, please take my ex. Trying to, like Zach's always kind of, seems like he's been pushing Kelly around. Do you know what I'm talking about? So, No, not really. But so you're talking about like um, her... Her, I, I'm, I'm. So th this is an auction for just a dance. That this is how they're going to make the money. The six hundred dollars is that people are going to auction um, the boys this time, not the girls, which is you know a change um, for for a dance, right? Just 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 for one dance. But it's it's weird because then it turns into dates, and then it turns into like people going 
steady with uh, it was just very confusing to me it's like it's just like you get to dance with this person during a specific dance oh i don't think it was like you're buying one dance i think you're buying their time for like you're buying them as a date to the dance not that that's much better okay lisa lisa begins to like date brian it's a little confusing i know what you're saying right that that, that's the confusing part um and i love i love uh jesse talking about the uh the 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 auction for the date saying it's it's a sexist flesh peddling she's not <laughs> wrong you know what folks peddling. buying people with money is bad <laughs> any way you slice it you, you know you mentioned the audience being hot this week uh for you specifically um, but they also go fucking nuts for Lisa saying she wants a prime hunk. Like the the audience reaction on Lisa sort of asserting herself as a, you know, a sexually aware, awakened woman. The audience went went wild for that. Yeah. It's also you and Slater being competitive, even over fundraising. I thought that was very petty, very cool. Um, and Dustin, <laughs> a little stunt work here. You know, as soon as he puts his foot in that locker, it's going to get slammed on it. But it looks like he actually got it slammed on it. Like they yeah, showed, they, I mean, they showed I, in the. I'm walk. sure he did. I'm sure he did. But yeah. that's okay. You know, he's wearing Converse, and you just use the sole of your foot to kind of like take the. Uh, it, it doesn't hurt. The, the rubber me. siding. I'm using my hands. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You're good. But uh, I was impressed by this because we just had you know our, our our standard scene by Zach's locker, and the boys are there, and then he walks towards the back of this uh, set. And this is an angle that we rarely see. He's at the the very back lockers at the back of the set and a camera gets on him and then a camera actually gets on the girl that he's talking to. And I was just really surprised by that. Like that camera came through a hallway to get this. Mm. Um, which is something we we've never seen. We've never had uh, interactions uh, this far, d- this deep into the set. If that makes sense to our viewers, it, it make as someone who watched cameras move around for coverage all week, it makes a lot of sense to me. Mark Paul, you're becoming <laughs> Don Barnhart. You have you have he has passed the torch to you. Uh, if I became Don Barnhart, I'd have to wear the same. Uh, I remember Don Barnhart would always wear like Hawaiian shirts jeans uh the hawaiian <laughs> shirt would be tucked into his jeans he'd be wearing like a, almost like a rodeo belt mm. and he'd have uh cowboy boots on so if i start you know um da- dressing like that then uh then then you should be alerted okay i'll keep an be eye concerned out. i'll keep an eye out fingers crossed we get a season three um i'll keep an eye on your cowboy boots if they show up on set uh we also get here you know just tracking that jesse and slater are still together because it kind of waves back and forth continuity not perfect here. Um, and Jesse puts her principles over their relationship. And listener, that's worth noting because it'll come back. Yeah, it's a very funny way to end this scene. Uh, they, they really give some great lines to, to Slater, to Mario. Um, but it's, he, he says, it's not good to be afraid of your girlfriend. <laughs> I really, I chuckled at that. I thought that was a really funny uh, take. Especially after Jesse just socked a guy in the face last week. Um, we're in the max. I love the picture Screech gives Lisa. That is so funny. Uh, really just great stuff. I have here that uh, in my notes, Mark Paul, Brian sucks. <laughs> He's the worst. This guy is very bad, and um, it bums me out. We've talked about it a lot, but it's another in the list of these like 
terrible guys uh, that Lisa is paired up with, it's unfortunate. It really is. Yeah, uh, it it kind of sucks that they stereo they they do this quite a bit on Say by the Bell, but the, the stereotyping, you know, that a, that an intellect, a a a, a, a smart student, um, you know, can't be into a, a girl, or vice versa, you know, like a a, a, a girly girl, girl you mean. Who's, like a like a like like a like a smart person can't be into someone who's who doesn't you know quote French poets. Or, or, yeah, or just like I mean, here's this beautiful girl, Lisa, that we're talking about, and it's like he he doesn't even give her the time of day. It's like, dude, yeah, stop being such a jerk, Brian. Yeah, you really you really want better for Lisa, don't you? You you really do, and like watching like watching this back, I don't think I really processed it. Excuse me, I don't think I really processed it the same way like I am now. Um, but hearing Amy Joe again, one of the writers on the reimagining, and when she was with us for mm-hmm. these act tapes. She really like shined a light on it in a helpful way for the rest of series where it's like, yeah, this this sucks. She she deserves so much better. Yeah, it's interesting because Amy Joe, I think, was on one of our very first episodes, like maybe the second or third. And when she brought that point up, I was like, Oh yeah, okay, sure. But now having watched 49 episodes, uh, I I truly understand what she was what what she was trying to convey. I mean the 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 you, yeah, the the Lisa character never really got. Um, there was never any justice for her when it when it when we talk about her dating. Uh, Not romantic situation. No. no, it was terrible. Uh, speaking of no justice for romance and dating, Zach really just waving around these uh these floozies he has in front of Kelly at her place of business. I thought that that was odd. I mean, we, we this is my ex girlfriend, and we're, isn't that strange? It, it's so weird. Yeah, I. I I Lydia. actually We're thought it was Lydia. weird. I the the um the scene ends with Zach saying he's sitting next to Lydia, who he called Linda, um, but he's sitting next to Lin- Lydia trying to get her to bid on him for the date auction. And then Kelly comes over and she goes, "Can I take your order?" And and he says, "Not unless it's uh you know a date with Lydia on the menu uh, on the menu." Um, and then it cuts there. I thought for sure that the that you know I watched this on Hulu. But on Peacock, I thought for sure there was like an extended, uh, um, an extension of the scene from there. And there wasn't. It I just watched it on Peacock. Yeah, I can tell you there wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, it just ends right there. It was just such an odd way to end. And it's like, that's your ex-girlfriend that you're saying this to. Yeah. And you're, so, not even, you're not even talking about this girl like she's someone you're into. You're just like, I want to buy her. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, guess, I guess there's like chum in the waters here for buying people. Uh, and that brings us right on into the girls' locker room for Jesse <laughs> giving like this is so funny seeing the way Elizabeth plays this is so funny. Her like warning people she's basically going to murder them if they bid on Slater. She really loves him. And she has been violent, listener, as we mentioned last week. She hit a guy. Uh this brings us to the auction in the auditorium, uh, Herbert Otis. <laughs> Last week we said Hubert. He's my Maybe. favorite. It's, it's Herbert. One of the best. I mean, Is it Herbert? It's I Herbert. Thought, really, I, I know it says in the subtitles Herbert. I still think it's Her- Hubert. It might be, you know? He might be the kind of guy who you say his name wrong and you just never, he never corrects you. But that type he of person's is out there. truly my favorite nerd, if I can say that. I think you can uh, say it. Okay, well, uh, when we're you know referencing this show, um, he is my favorite nerd. Yeah. Me too. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to take it right back. I like I'm an Ollie guy. 
And the fact that oh, Ollie, really? the fact that Ollie and Herbert are together in this, I love. I like <laughs> Zach at the dance between the two of them is so freaking funny. It's so it's so sweet and kind that that's where he's landed. We'll get there, I promise, listener. One thing at a time. Um, so this, this is the auction. But did you notice that um, there's another famous background artist in this uh, episode? I believe you mean one Casper Van Dien. Yes. Of of yes. what films fame? Starship Troopers, of course, listener. The only movie we talk about around here. Um, he's in this. He's he's wearing a number seventy three football jersey. He doesn't have a ponytail, which makes me think like maybe he didn't have a ponytail in the episode uh, Pipe Dreams. Hmm. But uh, yeah, but maybe he did. I don't know. His hair is growing here. We filmed this episode um, in February of nineteen ninety one, and Pipe Dreams was filmed in April of nineteen ninety one. Even though they air, you know. Pipe Dreams aired before this episode. So maybe he grew out his hair and uh, started uh, putting it in a ponytail. Like uh, a, a Yuri, yeah. Yuri Henley. Who uh, is in this episode too? He's, he's right in this episode as well. Yuri's, yeah, he's, he's looking around the auction trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Why they didn't ask him to be one of the people people bid on. Um, Herbert, of course, sold to Maris Clement, which is a sweet, tender moment that like this like nebbish nerd lady buys him for 15 cents. I hope they live happily ever after. I mean, they don't. We know she stood him up. And then uh, it comes down to bidding for um, Brian. And, uh, you know, Lisa obviously is trying to outbid this other girl. Um, And then I'm asking for a friend, but what is a training bra? Oh, uh, you're asking a guy who never wore one, but I believe it's like... I don't know. Should I? Do you want to? How about you get your wife in here? I'll grab my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, I think it's a. But, but I think it's a bra you so, wear when you're not. You're, you're still developing. If I understood the joke right, Lisa's like you're not yeah. yet fully through puberty, and I will out you for acting as if you're a, you know, fully or mid developed woman when you're not developed at all. That's how I read it, as a joke. Yeah, because so the, the, this other girl is trying to outbid Lisa, and Lisa says, uh, I, "I'll tell everyone if you if you outbid me, I'll tell everyone that you're still wearing a training bra." Yeah, or something I think like that's that, right? I think that's what that you're but a child basically it, when we're it, all adults. Is a training is that right? That that's I think a that's dig. Like someone someone would be upset about that. I mean, but if you I'm trying to think of the male equivalent, know. men men in so many ways have it easier across the board. Uh, you know, you know what's going to happen though now. You're going to get the answer to this question. Oh, on, on Twitter, Twitter. On Twitter.com. Yes. Yeah, where I where yes. I've where listeners, <laughs> I'm very close to stopping taking your corrections because last week I was corrected on a correction I reported on about Daryl Strawberry. So he did play for the Dodgers. Whoops. If you're listening to all the episodes, that makes sense. If you haven't, it doesn't. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, please inform me about why it would be so embarrassing. I guess as a high school junior, maybe that would be embarrassing. I don't know. I don't, really I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, I mean, course- wouldn't you say like, wouldn't you say something w- would be more embarrassing, I think, for a, a girl or a woman would be saying, you know, I, I'll tell everyone that you stuff your bra. Oh, yeah. That is a more, yeah, I think that's more straight down the middle. Maybe that was like too PG-13 for Saturday morning. Could be, you know, standards and practices, but um 
I don't know. I just that, that, that's that a joke, better that, that's it, a better it, it understandable a, joke. I think for me, yeah, was, that that threat just didn't land with me. I was like, train bro, what does that what does that even mean? Like, I guess that like, happens sometimes it, it, where where the joke initially is stuff your bra, and then someone gives a note, and you're like, we'll just make it training bra. Same thing, but it's not. No, the plight or, of the comedy joke, or is it? Yeah, we don't two, know. Two, it won't, we'll never know, listener. Um, no, you will know next I'll know, week. Yeah, I'll, know, I'll know five minutes after this airs. Uh, people will be knocking on my front door. Uh, yeah, the twins here. Lisa pays for Brian with $30 on her Amex, it looks like. What the hell, Lisa? You don't have any cash? God, I have just such disdain for Brian. It's, it's palpable. I will not hide it. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I really do love Elizabeth's per- performance in this episode, the way she looks around the room um, when Slater's up, like ready to kill someone. It's great. She is so funny. You know what, though? You're, you're giving kudos to um, Elizabeth, and she deserves it in this episode. But I'm also going to give kudos to someone that you disdain, uh, Patrick, because the fact that you disdain Brian so much means that that actor is doing that, a, a hell of a job playing that and and he really is he he yeah his his mannerisms his uh the reactions on his face the way he delivers his his lines um he's doing exactly what he was hired to do yeah he he does he does really bring it on home i i love all the guest stars on this episode wendy's great she really is uh and as we that brings us to wendy which i have here in my notes mark paul just the words this is awful because uh, it is <laughs> the, the way this the way this scene plays out and the way it like oh, I'm taking a breath here, but just the crowd react. Like I think the audience doesn't really know what to be laughing at that a that a, a heavy set young lady is bidding on Zach, you know, outbidding the you know categorically thin blonde babe that is Lydia. It's just like I I really feel for. I really feel for this character in this moment. It doesn't feel funny to yeah. me, you know, the way it's supposed no, to be played. It's not. It's not funny. And then to top it off, the music cues at the very end of this. Oh scene. my god, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> like the like the, the squeebly doop guitar. Like while it's like the, this woman is Zach needs to be pushed off the stage. See, Mark Paul, when I was making Zach Morris's trash, this kind of stuff, especially when I would strip the music, and it's just my dumb voice talking over it. It was gold. It was, uh, you made it very easy for me to paint a picture. (laughs) And that, Mark Paul, brings us into Act Two at the Max, where Lisa will do what we all do too often, which is chase that which is just wrong for us. And that, of course, is Brian. Um, he's walking around with his little briefcase filled with Catcher in the Rye and French class notes. Give me a freaking break, Brian. <laughs> You're right. He is good at it. I do not like him, and that is good. <laughs> that is good for this. He played not the same kind of guy, but he did. I looked him up on Family Matters. He played like a bad boyfriend for Laura on Family Matters, like a not-so-good guy that Steve Urkel was like kind of leery of towards the end. Hmm. So he would—he was good at this. He could play kind of a, you know, kind of a shithead. The world needs those too. And yeah, this scene with when it's just like, 
Well, this is a sad scene. It's a brutal Wendy. scene, man. It, it really is. It's and terrible. She has she has one joke on herself, which I really do appreciate as someone who uses self-deprecating humor where she's like saying how she's skipping a meal and that would be good. Like she's like doing a, a bit on herself and I totally no. get that. No, it, it not not in this context. I, I don't know. It, it, I have it in my notes because she basically says, Zach and Slater walk through the door and then she says, you know, sit down with me and, and have lunch. And I, I just want to talk to you about the dance. And then she basically says, she's so excited about this, this dance, this date. And she goes, she hasn't been able to eat. And then she goes, but I guess that's good for me. And I'm like, Oh my Lord. And the audience kind of goes along with it. And they're, 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 it's a joke and they kind of laugh with it. Um, I don't know. It I, I, I guess my bar is so. Well, here's here's where my where I mean it's good that she made the joke. I guess is that it. What I was holding my breath. I'd forgot. I didn't watch this episode in a while. I was like so nervous. Zach was going to say that. Joke. I know. Were I you thought too? so yeah. too. Because no, I was. I was like, don't go there. Don't do don't it. Do don't it. do it. Don't do it. But wouldn't you have loved to have seen Zach say, "No, come on, come on, you're they, fine. Come on, you're, eating you're eating disorders aren't funny." Like that kind of thing. <laughs> and while you say that, I just laugh. Uh, well, it's good. To, um, you got to laugh about something these days, I guess. <laughs> and then he leaves her. He's, you know, he's gaslighting her. He's like, I have a back injury, which is a serious shit. It's not good. And he, he's like, can you pray for me? And she prays to God. It's not the first time in series that a, you know, a minor will pray to the heavens. Um, we saw a screech do it when you were maybe going to, what was it? Why Why was Screech praying to God you wouldn't die? Oh, because Nedic was going to beat you up? I think that was it. I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't remember. It all blurs together, guys. I don't um, know why I'm asking you. <laughs> no, don't ask me. Yeah. Um, but like, like, but, like there, there was a lot of prayer on this show. And like, you asked Wendy to pray for you and she really does in the middle of the max. Uh, my thing is like, okay, Zach, I get it. You don't want to go to a dance with her. But it's just a dance. It's just it's, one. It's like, it's not just one dance. I guess it's, it's like, a night. It's, 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 an it's a date. A couple hours. It's an evening. But just, just do it. Come on. Be a, be a, a uh, what, what should we, he be? What are we talking what, about? What should he be? He should be, uh, to put it in my Jewish terms. Well, he should be a, a mensch is what I was going to say, but he should just be like a human being. That's what he should be. You know those? Two (laughs) legs, two arms, most of the time. It's okay if you don't have either. Uh, He should be a human being about it. And like, I don't know. I mean, what's the... It's also kind of unclear in a good way, uh, if you want to call it that. It's it's unclear exactly what he's... Like, is he embarrassed, I think, is what it is. No, no, it's not about embarrassment. He just wants to be at a dance with with Lydia or oh, you know, oh, something oh. like but that. But he wasn't, it didn't seem like he was still pursuing Lydia. It seemed like he was trying to shake Wendy. Well, you were asking like why he doesn't want to be at the dance with 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 Wendy. He just wants to be at a dance with with Lydia. He did like, you know, he was, at, he and, and during the auction, he was like looking at her, like bid higher, bid higher, higher, and she didn't have the money. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you were a hot commodity. <laughs> yeah, I guess he. I guess I didn't see the the beat in the middle where he like calls Lydia and like also I'll, I'll still get that dance. It, it didn't track all the way. Like it seemed like he let off the Lydia gas pedal. But I guess you're right. That was his. You know, his driving feeling. It's unfortunate. Uh, but hey, we're here talking about it. So there's that. 
we get Slater peeling back the layers of Lisa's underdeveloped character. This is Slater kind of pointing out that the writers could have done Lisa more favors too of like developing her. What do we know about Lisa? Not that much, you know? We know she's a good friend and that she's rich and fashionable, but that's kind of it. Yeah, and she comes to the conclusion that she is an airhead, which she is not. She's she's really not. She's actually very shrewd. She's shown mm-hmm. several times to like be ahead of Zach's schemes and, you know, stands on her own two feet very confidently, and she's not an airhead at all. Independent thinker. Um, that brings us to the classroom where we will meet new Lisa, who also sucks, just like Brian. <laughs> New Lisa is bad. I don't like New Lisa at all. You know, it's uh, b- before we we uh, see New Lisa, we see that Zach is um, is sleeping in class. Uh, I thought it was weird. I have in my notes like, why am I sleeping? Like, did I have nothing else better to do in this? Uh, in this, so that, you know, Don probably just said, you know what, just just sit there and and act like you're sleeping. Um, we also didn't point out that Kelly is the one that bid on Slater, right? And uh, she she basically bid on Slater because he he was standing up there on the auction block. Uh, the, the 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 opening bid was five dollars. Nobody bid because Jesse was cock blocking. And then um, you know she she felt bad for Slater. She's like he he looks so embarrassed. So she bid ten dollars. So now she's going to go to the dance with Slater. Um, and now they're sitting very uh, they're 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 very cozy together. Slater and uh, and and Kelly. He knows where um, his bread is buttered. Only one woman in the room put some money on the table. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, then then we then we see um, Lisa walking in with her new outfit, and yes, she she too uh, strikes a chord with you, much like Brian. It's just I hate to see it. I mean, I first of all like all this type of. If you need to, I I was a kid who regularly carried around a large book. To like tell the world, hey, look, I'm smart. Here's my big book I'm reading. It's you did, it, yeah. I would read. I would regularly read very big books. Stephen King, uh, books like It and The Stand, thousand page books. I'd bring them with me to summer camp, and I would read them because I liked Stephen King. But I also knew then, ah, this large book, a, a way to tell the world I am smart man. At the age of like ten huh. or whatever it was, it was. Huh. I was a ten year old, so give me a break. But like, it. Yeah, I, but- I, I see this I mean, behavior. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I'm just weird. Like you brought props with you to tell people that you were smart. Well, I, I didn't. Would be like me. I wasn't like, consciously b- doing it, but I, and when I look back in retrospect and I really reflect on like lugging around a thousand pound book to the, the beach with fellow 10 year olds or whatever, that's like insane behavior. And I see yeah, Lisa, I see, <laughs> I see Lisa <laughs> doing this and I'm just, I feel for her. I empathize with this like, need to prove something to the world. And she's not even proving it to the world. She's proving it to Brian. It sucks. The Stand, by the way, great book. If you're going to read a thousand page book, read The Stand. Uh, We're in the halls of Bayside. Zach is going to be busted by Wendy. Yeah, and and uh, here here I'm going to start pointing out things that Don Barnhart does. So we don't usually have this where you know if we're in a classroom, it'll be a hard cut, and then we'll cut to being in a hallway. In this episode, Don does a lot of movement with a camera, and mm-hmm. 
Lisa and Brian are in the classroom. They walk out of the classroom, which brings us to the hallway uh, where Zach is drinking from a fountain. And we've discussed this in the past. That is not a real fountain. There is no water <laughs> in that fountain. So I'm doing a hell of a job uh, faking that I'm, I'm drinking, drinking water from this uh, water fountain. You know, I was just in the halls of Bayside last week and there was a water fountain and I knew it wasn't connected to anything. I still pressed it just to, just to be sure. <laughs> Couldn't help myself, Mark Paul. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. I mean, we, we talked about the, um, the new show, uh, the, 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 the reimagining that's on Peacock. Um, but we have the OG hallway. It's which there. Is, it's so cool it's there, like, to yeah. see that with the lockers and the, um, the trash can. You know that 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 sat right next to the stairs and the red railings and and uh, it was it was fun to shoot a scene. Um, I don't think I'm giving anything away, but shooting a scene with Mario and and Tiffany. I almost call her Kelly. Look at that. Um, but in that uh, in that hallway was that was surreal and that was kind of cool. And I, I specifically lined it up so that it looked much like the original series. Um, that was that was that was quite fun. It it was mind melting for this young man, this not so young man. Um, I love that Detective Wendy here like sees through Zach's bullshit. She knows why he's doing all this. She knows why he's blowing her off. She understands that she's not as categorically pretty um, as Lydia. You know. Also, I have here well, that your mom is a snitch. <laughs> your mom, yeah, no shit. My mom is a snitch, and 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 hey, Wendy, back the fuck up. You you called my house. How'd you get my number? First of all, like you got my number and you called my mom, and then you know my mom says that I'm out surfing. Well, she th- she had to bust you at the nightclub a couple of weeks ago. So at this point, it's like if a phone rings in the Morris house, she's picking it up and she's setting a, a unfortunate woman straight. Have we ever thought that maybe Wendy is a stalker? And that Zach is actually doing the right thing here by staying away from her. Oh, okay. So you're saying uh, Wendy is trash. We can do that web series and uh, <laughs> sell it one video at a time, make no money later. That sounds good. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny. Like she says, "Look, I know I'm not a Kelly or a Lydia or an El McPherson." Like she literally went from Kelly Lydia to <laughs> the most gorgeous woman <laughs> of the '90s, uh, El McPherson. Like. That was my crush back in the '90s. Like, if there was one, if there were, if there was the one, that was the one. El McPherson to me was the perfect specimen uh, in the female category. Um, man, I mean, I, I I looked, I think, a lot uh, hard looks at that SI, the swimsuit issue. That that was a uh, lot, lot of time looking at that. I was lugging around Stephen King books. You were you had one crusty <laughs> yeah, copy yeah. of Sports Illustrated. Uh, yes. You know, oh, we man. both we both had important just, literature for us as as developing youths. But then at the end of this, uh, you know, uh, she basically um, tells Zach to go fuck himself. Uh, you know, after that, she says, "I'd rather be with uh, someone at the dance who's honest." And the crowd erupts. Good for the crowd. I loved it. Yeah. In my notes, I have "fuck you, crowd," because oh, come you all on. laughed at oh, her. Oh no, you're no, no, I, no, 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 no. I'm going to say "fuck you, crowd," and the reason why is because they all laughed at her fucking fat joke earlier, and now all of a sudden, now you're on board. Oh, it was funny like a few scenes ago, but now you're on board with Wendy. No, you should have been on board with Wendy from the very beginning. Uh, uh, yeah, 
I see right through you, audience. Okay. Mark Paul, you're entitled to that opinion. Uh, I will say <laughs> everyone should be free to change their mind to a better perspective whenever they want. That's my hot take. Okay. I agree with that. But, okay. you know, good because it's, indef- this- it's pretty indefensible. Excuse me. It's pretty, uh, I can't talk right now. It's hard to attack that position. Um, changing your mind is good. That's what adults do sometimes. I agree. Not we always. evolve, but I don't. Yeah. I don't buy that the they change the, the their mind that quick. Evolved. Aha! You're fake. Exactly. You're phonies. Exactly. To put it in terms exactly. of catcher in the rye, Brian would get it right. Um, and we're in the max for Act Three. Smooth transitions. We've done forty nine of these. <laughs> yeah, Lisa here demonstrates just how easy it is to be a pretentious. I have in quotes intellectual. Like just regurgitate things back to people and say it in a way that sounds smart, they'll buy it. It's an act. Mark Paul, you're an actor, you get it. She's acting. Kelly, of course, uh, sees right through it. I love fake, phony philosopher. I'm a sucker for alliteration. I thought that was great. And of course, Jesse comes in. Um, it's like a the tiniest sea story that screeches like hounding her. But yeah, it seems like Zach already forgot about the Wendy situation. It seems like Wendy is a distant memory to Zach by this time. More importantly, do you see the magazine that Zach is reading? No, I don't. What is it? Well, I think it's like some sort of auto trader. And I do remember, because this was my personal life, I remember in my personal life that I was that I was a buyer of the auto trader um, at this age because I wanted to look for a used Porsche um, at that time. And so I would scour the auto trader looking for the right one Thankfully, I did not buy one. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I'm sure it would have been a, a handful with all the maintenance, and and uh, I'm sure something was. I always feel like used cars. There's always something wrong. I mean, I I, I purchased a, a a Pontiac Trans Am, um, a 1978 um, that I'm currently restoring, and and you know, shortly after I purchased it, shit went wrong. Um, which thankfully now I'm I'm able to you know spend the money and and make it right uh but at that age of being 17 and and buying a Porsche uh that that would have been a headache so thankfully I did not go down that road the universe saved you from yourself we should all be so lucky <laughs> especially at that age you know what struck me while also watching this scene and I I have this written down is my eyebrows and my hair my hair looks great by the way I'm really really happy with how my hair looks but no, did I mean I, you're an original viewer of of this show? Did you never think that my hair was not blonde? I mean, look at my, look at the, sh- the 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 tone difference between my eyebrows and my hair. Like my eyebrows look almost black, and my hair is whatever color that is is nowhere near like the 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 color that's on my eyebrows. I'm looking at it, listener, very intently. We have it paused here on a. What I can call a devilish grin, if I may. Uh, I guess I never really thought about it too much. Like it's like um, I don't know. It's like Star Wars, or it's like the lightsabers in Star Wars. That's what I think of your hair. It's like I'm not trying to think of how the lightsaber really works or how Zach Morris is really blonde. It's okay. just there, you know. I get it. I get it. But would you ever come up to me? And this happens all the time, where a fan of the show will come up to me and go, "Oh my God, you're not blonde." No, I would never do. I'm not a. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I, 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 so we can agree that everyone who walks up to me and, and yes, says yes, that is a absolutely, psychopath. Absolutely, Great. it needs to be institutionalized, Great. off the streets, rights to vote, iffy. 
Case by case basis. <laughs> That's my hot take. And this brings us to the Bayside Auditorium for the big dance, Mark Paul. And you know, I have here in my notes, the dance looks fun. Every time we see a Bayside event, I really appreciate more and more how much they put into making it look fun. I mean, it really looks like all the kids are having a good time. They're all well-dressed. Uh, it's a whole to-do. The lighting, it, it really looks like a good time. Yeah, so this this would be considered our swing set. Um, this would be right next to a classroom set. Um, and I, I always love how they decorate these, uh, these swing sets. You know, this is the auditorium with all the posters and the, uh, the props in the background. They do a really good job. They also do a really good job on the, the reimagining. And we, now, we, we can't stop talking about it. It's, I, as soon as you said no, posters, no, no, I because, thought about it too. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's interesting because as an actor, you're not aware of these things. When you're when you're on the other side of the camera, you start realizing all the production that goes into making these things happen and the people behind it. Um, as an actor, you walk on when all this stuff is already done. You're just doing your job, and your job is you know to to, to say these lines, and you're in front of the the the, the, um, the camera. When you're behind the camera, you're working with almost 200 people. To create this uh, environment for an actor to create in, um, and so I, 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 it's, it's interesting, like having this perspective now. And I've directed some things before, but to direct a Save by the Bell um, is quite different uh, than some of the other things I've done in, in the past. Um, and this brings me to while watching this scene, Don does a very good job of utilizing the space that is given here. This is a very small set. There's a lot of things happening here. You know, Zach with uh, the nerds, um, uh, Kelly with with Slater, Screech with Jesse, uh, Lisa with, with um, Brian, and then Zach with Wendy. There's all these things that happen in a very small space, and Don does a really good job of using people to bring you to the next part of the story. So in this, uh, Herbert walks off and then that brings us to, um, you know, Wendy walking in and then that brings us to Zach. And then we see someone else bring us to, uh, Brian and Lisa. It's just, it, I, I really appreciated watching this scene. Um, because we haven't seen this actually in 49 episodes of say by the bell of, of how, uh, you know, Don utilizes people, to bring you to another part of the story. Um, I don't know. I really appreciate it. And now you're a fellow Saved by the Bell director. You guys are in the club together. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. And yeah, we mentioned it before, but Zach hanging out with Ollie and Herbert is the best. Or excuse me, Ollie and Herbie. <laughs> um, I, I have here in my notes, um, I really do love how smart Wendy is about this, but there's a sadness because the reason she's so smart is she has a history of being rejected or you know runner up um it's just it's just like i of all the girls and there'll be a few more before we the sun sets on this whole thing that zach kind of like does wrong by it's wendy's the smartest about it right away and it is tough to watch and i also have here that slater really loves jesse just like the attic he can't get his mind off her it's so sweet how much they love each other and yeah, there's there's your Don Barnhart directing Elizabeth dancing off the screen <laughs> with her arms into Slater and Kelly's scene. It's really good. I think I know where you land on this, Mark Paul. But are you Team Jesse Slater or Kelly Zach? Oh, totally, 
Jesse Slater. They're the um, they're the real love story here, right? <laughs> is that is are, that clear yet? I mean, are we going to? I I I know I know what the what the outcome is that that Zach and Je, uh, Kelly eventually get married and obviously have a kid together. Um, when do we start getting back together? Like, and how does that happen? I mean, I took a deep breath there trying to picture it. I think it it's going to be next season. I'm trying to huh. remember exactly what. There'll be a thing coming up at, um, spoiler alert, at Jesse's wedding where it's going to be, excuse me, Jesse's, Jesse's wedding. Not Jesse's wedding, Jesse's father's wedding. Uh, Jesse's dad, Jesse's mom has already been remarried. Now Jesse's dad is going to get remarried. That's uh-huh. in Palm Springs. It's coming up. And Zach and Kelly will once again like be in play. It'll be on the table. I'm trying to remember the turning point where you guys get back together together. I don't have it right away. I'm sorry, listener. I'm sure you do, though. Please hit me up on Twitter. <laughs> You're already there. <laughs> the fingers are moving. I can hear them. I can feel them in my blood. I also, uh, oh, here we go. Slater and Jesse getting back together. Uh, I love I love Elizabeth's headband here in this scene. They, your, your wardrobe all across the board was so great. It really was. I'm not a fan of the headband. You don't like it? No. Well, I'm not saying you have to wear I, it. I'm not saying I, I do. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like if a girl was wearing a headband, you know, no one wears headbands like that now. No. But even then, if a girl wore a headband, I'd, I'd, what, what is that for? What are you doing? What are you hiding? What are you, what are you, what's going on? What's, what's under there? No. I don't trust it. Is it, <laughs> is it magic if you take it off? Well, does your whole head fall also, off? Y- yeah, when you, when you take it off, it's like it, it would leave an indent on your hair and then your hair would look really weird. It would look like you have a five head instead of a forehead. <laughs> like it just, don't a do medical that. Term. Take it off. A known medical Take term. it off. While I say that, I see a girl in the background wearing a headband the correct way. Mm. Um, and it, it's, it's, you know, where you, where you actually let your bangs uh, drop in front of the headband. Hmm. And it's, it's, you know, the headband is, is slightly in the back. I'm okay with those. I'm just not okay with the headband being sort of on your hairline. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, I feel like you're hiding something. Like, are you wearing a wig? Are you is wearing a wig? On? Am I being tricked here? Do you not have any hair at all? <laughs> uh, and here we are for the last uh, Lisa and Brian's relationship, folks. It's going to end here. Thank God. Yeah, because this douchebag starts trashing her friends. That's the tipping point. That's and I thought that was so interesting that it, Lisa will tolerate everything. She'll change herself entirely, and you know, wax philosophical about whatever nonsense this man wants to, you know, jabber jaw about. But as soon as the friends come into play, then she's like, "That is a bridge too far." Which is interesting because Slater easily in the max when she asks, you know, what what are my great qualities. Um, he easily could have said loyalty. You're a great friend. Totally. Uh, you're honest. All these you, things. You, you say it you're like it honest. is. That's a commodity. Yeah. That's a total commodity. Yeah, you're, be like, you're smart. She's smart. She's like, she's street smart. She's, uh, she's, you know, she's got uh, all these things that the, the Slater fucked up. And that, that, that's why we're in this, we're, we are where we are. In this, he has uh, CTE. Story. He took a lot of hits last season in, in, in football. <laughs> we should but laugh maybe, about that. But also <laughs> Slater to me is very superficial. Like he's all about his body and his muscles and things like that. So, you know, he was just going off of what he, what, what he, uh, maybe he was projecting. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, these kids are 16. What the hell do they know about anything? Um, I have in my notes just, you know, for funsies, uh, Lark, 
will also date a quote-unquote Brian in the 2001 film How High, starring Method Man and Red Man, produced by Danny DeVito. A very similar um, love interest, the wrong love interest, obviously, in the film How High. Hmm. And I love her outfit reveal. Isn't that great? Isn't that fun? I had fun. Mm -hmm. This is a very strange moment where Kelly has to bring out the new cheerleading outfit. Isn't that look a lot like the old cheerleading it, outfit? I, I'm i not a betting man, but if I was, I would bet it all that it's pretty much the same outfit. Okay. Like, were the other ones just ripped a little? Did they spill? Was there a mustard convention that they cheered at and that they, they ruined their outfits? I don't know. And she looks amazing in that outfit, by the way. Yeah, you mentioned Elle McPherson. Is that being a crush for you? Uh, I'm sure this scene in particular was... Um, an awakening of sorts for many a viewer, perhaps both boy and girl at home across the world. You know, I just noticed as we were watching this, uh, you know, she does this whole cheer. Did you notice Mario? Oh yeah. I have that. Wait, was it, well? it's not, oh, it's so we share our notes listener. It's not in my notes, but his little kick after her cheer, yeah. that yeah, felt, yeah, yeah. that felt improvised to me. Am I nuts? Oh, totally. It, it, it's, it felt it's, like him just doing a thing. I loved it. I, I really did. Yeah. It, but but that is again where the line between what is a character and like be, between Mario and Slater, this is totally Mario just being Mario. To- totally, just, that, that's how it felt to right? me too. I loved it. Yeah, because you've gotten to know him over the last two seasons of of doing the reimagining. This is a Mario. This is not a Slater. Um, him him sort of doing that little kick and and doing this fun <laughs> little dance. So wa- watch this as I play this back. It yeah, just right made, after it just she finishes. Laugh. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch him. He's like doing this little dance. He's yeah, doing yeah, it yeah. with her. Does it- <laughs> and then he keeps, it's that hand, but it's so funny. He's it's so good. So funny. I, I just, he just had, I, out of all of us, I think he had the most fun hmm. on, on, on set. And there's that F word again. F word. The one you can use at Thanksgiving. Or you can use the other one, depending on how it's going. Your call. <laughs> Uh, so, Mark Paul, you've already seen my notes, but in an episode full of problems, nothing seems worse to me <laughs> than belding dancing with Kelly in her cheerleading outfit at the dance. What the hell is this? Yeah. What the hell is going Creepy. on, belding? Creepy. That is, look, that's <sighs> not okay. I'm sorry. That's not okay. <laughs> Where no. is Becky? Not the duck, folks. Mrs. Belding. If Mrs. Belding walks into the gym and her husband is dancing with a 16-year-old girl in a cheerleading outfit, that is he's he's on the couch that night, brother. That's not good. He might be in in therapy after that. Um I also have in my notes that uh, these last dances at Bayside, they are now do you feel it Mark Paul that it's a moment for magic to happen, the final dance. It's happened time and time again now. And yeah, here you go with Wendy trying to do like because you already tried a little bit to save face, but you admitted it was just because you're feeling bad. Not you, but Zach, but you. Um, and this seems like, you know, not a lot of, like, I have here you're doing the least amount of saving face possible. It's the last dance. It's two and a half minutes of kindness. I'm speechless about this one. I mean, what, okay. what are you going to do? And what are you going to do, mean, folks? It was 30 years ago. <laughs> It, 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 and then, you know, Lydia walks in and says, may I cut in? We know where this is going to go. Yeah, it's going to go. That- Zach is going to be like, look, Lydia, you can watch, but that's it. I'm into that. But that's as far as I go this time. But the one thing that, that, that I thought was surprising was not only does Zach do this last dance, but he does say to her, we're going to the max afterwards. 
which I thought was kind of cool. You thought it was cool? Well, I thought it was, I think the damage has been done already. Yeah. But for Zach to say, we're going to, you know, we're going to actually have a date afterwards is not a bad thing to, 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 to do. It's not, it's, it might not be the right thing to do uh, because of all the damage that he's done before, but it doesn't hurt. How about that? It's, it's a little more than the bare minimum, which given the context and the situation <laughs> is a welcome surprise. Um, and Mark Paul, I have in my notes as I shared with you, uh, Wendy will be back to join the gang on many more adventures. Uh, she and Zach actually date for a few more episodes. What? No, I made that up. Of course not. We never see her again. She's a one and done. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's oh, right. You had me going there. I, was I like, did, yeah. Really? I, was, I was trying to, 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 even... to sneak a fastball by you. No, of course. She's one of the many who we introduce, and there's this big resolution, just like Eric, the stepbrother, and you kind of feel like, oh, are they going to, what is happening? No, we never even, she's never even in a class. She's never even in the background. She's done. Okay, well, I'll throw something right back at you. Neither what? is Brian. Yeah, well. You, you can take all your hatred out on Zach, but, uh, you know. Lisa and, and Brian, that the, 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 the just goes up in a puff of smoke, too. Yeah, he got uh, crushed to death at Barnes & Noble in the shitty poetry section. <laughs> a bookcase fell on him. What a tragic accident. <laughs> um, and that's the episode, folks. That's all she wrote. Uh, we do have homework next week for episode 50. Holy moly, can you believe it? Uh, it's all in the mall. Another adventure episode. We don't step foot in Bayside. We're in the mall. You would think I would remember that episode because that would have been a departure from the norm, which would be on set. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I do know that you, you, you just said it, that it does not take place at Bayside. Where it takes place, I have no idea. I know it takes place at a the mall. mall. I mean, you have some idea. Yeah. My, my thinking right now is, was that a set? Did we actually go to a mall? I don't know. I'm excited you're gonna, to you're gonna love, You're going to love what you see. I, I, I guarantee it. Uh, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait either, but you're going to have to. Uh, thank you, Mark Paul, for being here. As always, thank you, the listener. We'll see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gosler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malingone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Shoof. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.